You're listening to Takeout Therapy. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunter. I'm a private practice therapist and anxiety specialist who's doing things differently. In about 20 minutes, I'm here to teach you how to deal with an everyday difficult element of life in a healthier way. This podcast is unscripted, totally unedited, just my straight up advice from years of experience. This is not therapy. It's just personal growth for people in a hurry for change. So let's get to work. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for stopping by today to engage in a little personal growth work with your friend, Rebecca Hunter. Hey, I have an announcement for you today. Well, actually, I have two announcements for you today. The first announcement is it's so exciting. A hundred thousand people have listened to this podcast, which absolutely blows my mind. I'm sitting here in my sweltering hot therapy office in a small town in Oregon, and it makes me feel so happy that a hundred thousand times people have pushed play and listened to this podcast and frankly gotten something out of it. I just, I could not be any happier. And then the other thing I want to tell you is you need to subscribe to the podcast and I'll tell you why. My schedule's gotten really busy with my private practice and also I'm learning to relax, which means I'm not working all the time. So it depends on the week and what I have going on in my private practice, what I have going on in my own life as to whether or not I record the podcast. So here's where you subscribing becomes really handy because when you subscribe to the podcast, then whenever I record a new episode, there it is. It just shows right up on your little podcast page and you can be like, sweet, today's a good day for personal growth. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you don't mind. That's good for the project of takeout therapy. It gets it around to more people and it's good for you because then you and I can kind of stay in touch and do this work together whenever I release a podcast. The other thing I'd love for you to do if you have five minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds is just forward the podcast to a buddy. Forward the podcast to somebody who needs support, somebody who needs to learn some things about mental health. Scroll back, find an episode, and send it to your favorite person. It's like a little gift. And if you and I, if we keep doing that, then more and more people will access this show and get the help that they need. This podcast pushes people into therapy. I'll tell you that. I get a lot of emails um, from folks like, you know, I didn't really understand what codependency was. And now that I do, I'm looking for a therapist. I think that is absolutely amazing because I wholeheartedly get behind the idea that we all need therapy, (laughs) even me. And that's what today's episode is about. Your therapist is in therapy, my friends, once again. So I want to talk with you a little bit about that um, because I think we get this funny idea that there actually has to be something wrong in order to go into therapy. And that is absolute hooey. It's just, it's bull. Nothing has to be wrong in order for you to get help, (laughs) right? I could be... um, doing the simplest of tasks around the house. And frankly, 
I could be doing it well and still want a little bit of help. Why? Because a different perspective is always a wonderful thing. Remember that piece, right? We have to be open to new perspective. I'm going to talk a little further about that in a few minutes. So today I'm going to talk to you about my own process and um, my own process of seeking help when I feel like I'm ready to keep ascending the stairway of personal growth. You see, that's how I think of it. I think of personal growth as a very visual picture of a stairway. No, the stairway is not going down, my friends. The stairway is going up, baby. And all throughout the course of my life, in all the different stages, when I was a teen, when I was in my 20s, right after I had my kids, when I had um, teenagers, when all the things, right? When I was having relationship problems, I always buy into the idea of getting some help because it's just a really smart thing to do if you can do it. And I've always prioritized my own personal growth over a lot of different things. Um, And that's meant something in my life. It's meant that I was able to parent my kids the way I wanted to parent. It meant that I was able to stay married for an extremely long time so far. It meant that I was able to come into a relationship with myself that is filled with love and grace and kindness. I wouldn't do any of those things if I hadn't done therapy. So let me tell you where I'm at right now. <laughs> the reason that I am, I have decided to go back to therapy and I finally found a person that I love, I'm going to tell you about my process, um, is because my life is completely shifting. So as you might know, if you've been listening for a while, I'm at the end of my parenting journey. Does that mean I'm not going to be a parent anymore? No, my friend, but it means that I am not parenting. I am not actively parenting anymore. My kids are 19 and 20. They don't live with me anymore. I'm in the empty nest phase. Whenever I come into a new, excuse me, a new phase in my life, I always kind of feel a little bit freaked out. Like, I don't really know what to do here, right? And I have an inordinate amount of free time on my hands, which is really, really good for me. I need to have some chill time. My work is very emotionally, um, it's just like, it takes a lot of presence, right? To sit in a room for hours with people as they process their lives. It doesn't, it's like, doesn't jerk me around emotionally, but it takes a lot of mental energy and emotional energy. Um, and so I need a lot of free time. So I'm learning that like, I don't really know what to do with myself because I've been raising kids all this time. You know, the other thing that's happening, you guys, and it's really sad, is that my best friend, Lily, my dog, my golden retriever, she's getting really old. I'm not going to talk about this for long because I don't want to put this into a big crying fest. This is not my therapy. (laughs) But my girl is getting ready to make her way to the Rainbow Bridge. That's going to be a rough transition for me. My dog is my companion. Um, I know you guys, a lot of you feel the same way because you've sent me pictures of your dog and you've talked with me about the importance of your own pet in your life. So here I am standing on the stairway of my life and I'm looking upwards to the next step and I'm uncertain. 
about what's coming up. And I need to talk it through with somebody because this is my new beginning. So it took me a while to find my person. I went through some therapists, okay? So I really want to normalize this for you, my friend, because so many people come to see me in therapy and they're like, ah, I tried therapy in my 20s. It didn't work. I didn't like the person. And I'm like, well, did you try more than one? No, I didn't try more than one person. (laughs) So here's the deal. If you decide at any point in your life to seek help, you're going to need to interview some folks. You're going to need to consult with some people. It took me two men and one woman to find the right therapist for me at this time in my life, right? Maybe the first guy I tried would have been great in my 20s. Maybe not. Um, Not all therapists are the same. And frankly, we all have personalities, right? So your personality has to go with your therapist's personality. So I, the first therapist was, um, he just dug right into it. There was no real like kind of relationship building or rapport building. So I immediately um, was feeling really uncomfortable talking with him because he wasn't very personable and he didn't build rapport with me. So I moved on. You know how I moved on? I just didn't reschedule. (laughs) That's what you do. You just kind of try a couple sessions with somebody or consult with somebody. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. What I always tell people though is give it a couple sessions because it's hard to do therapy. You know, for you to wake up in the morning and be like, yay, I'm really looking forward to talking about this hard place in my life right now that's not going to happen. And a lot of times what we do is we're like, I don't like the therapist. (laughs) And that's what happened the second time around. I, again, was kind of determined to find a man to do therapy with this time because I haven't really done that. I've done other personal growth work with a male as my guide, um, but this time I was kind of thinking that would be good for me, right, to talk about some things with someone of a different gender. Um, Different perspective is a very, very valuable thing. So the second man that I went to see Oh, he was so lovely. He was an older gentleman and he was really sweet and really good at building rapport. But then he tried to workbook me and I don't want to be workbooked. (laughs) I'm a therapist. I give the workbook to other people. I don't want somebody giving me the workbook. So that was really challenging for me because I definitely like didn't give myself an out real quick there. That would be, so I was kind of like, okay, I I really, I don't know about this process. It's not going the way I want it to go. I kind of told him like, I don't really want to do like a, a protocol. I want to talk through some things and get a different perspective from you and have it be more conversational. But he was a protocol guy. And so we realized that we just weren't going to be a good fit. There's a time and a place where actually doing a protocol of therapy. And what I mean by that is say, take cognitive behavioral therapy, for example. If you're going to go and do cognitive behavioral therapy, there are steps to that process. It's not just like you go and you talk about all your stuff and then the person tells you what to do. No, 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 no. 
you decide what your targets are for your therapy. For example, like I need to stop blowing up um, when I get mad, right? That would be the thing that you talk about for weeks. You would do, you know, worksheets and you would um, examine it from all these different cognitive behavioral angles, which is frankly, why that therapy works. It's evidence-based, it's very focused on specific targets, and that gets the job done, frankly. That wasn't what I was interested in, so I moved on. And in that case, I moved on in a really honest way by deciding with the therapist that we weren't a really good fit to work together. Simple as that, right? Um, He wasn't offended, I wasn't it was like no hard feelings. People move on from me all the time, my friend. I'm like, I have a personality over here, right? And if somebody doesn't like my personality, then they're not going to find me helpful. And that is totally okay. So another thing for you to understand that it doesn't hurt therapists' feelings, Um, when you therapist hop, like we don't, it's okay. We don't take it personally. If we took it personally, we'd be really bad at this job. So moving on, I want to give you three things that I do when I am in therapy that might help you if you decide to go and seek therapy or if you're already in therapy. And the first one is the most important. It's two words, Be open and be curious about new perspective. You know, it's very problematic when we go to a therapist and then we get really stubborn in our viewpoint, (laughs) okay? Like, for example, a lot of people come to therapy to deal with all the people in their lives that aren't in therapy. You know who I'm talking about, right? (laughs) And so... They want to talk about those people all the time. A good therapist will be able to say, hey there, let's talk about you, right? Let's talk about what you have control over. Let's talk about what you can do about this situation. That's a new perspective. One has to be very open and very curious about themselves in that process. So if you decide to do therapy or if you're already in therapy, Be open, be curious about different perspectives. And frankly, it's okay to just ask your therapist for their perspective. That's always a good idea. Therapists love giving their perspective, but we only do it when we're asked. So the other thing that I'm um, really working on this time around in therapy is to try new behaviors. Listen, nothing happens in the therapy office that's a miracle. It happens in your life. So once you get out of your session, once you stop listening to this podcast, implement some new things, right? Once you read a self-help book, once you see your therapist, once you go to that healing class, once you take that, you know, online anxiety class like I have, then do something different, right? Maybe start conversations differently than you normally do in order to see if you get a different response. Maybe take the skills you've learned about how to set boundaries and practice setting boundaries in like easy, safe situations, right? Or 
actually spend some time doing inquiry with yourself, meaning ask yourself the hard questions. When you get in a pickle and you fall back and use your old behaviors, have a conversation with yourself at that time to say like, hey, what's up with that, right? And then the third thing that I would say is non-negotiable for people that are doing personal growth work. Get a pen, get a notebook, call it a journal, and get writing, my friend. Journaling is fabulous. All the crap that you have rambling around in your head, (laughs) when you start to put it, when I start to put it on a piece of paper, I'm like, oh my girl, you are getting so ramped up about something that you have no control over that, right? I mean, it's like we start writing things down and then we see ourselves. It absolutely has to be part of the process. And actually, I kind of require that the people that come and see me, they bring a notebook. They bring a notebook, they bring a pen, they bring a piece of paper, or I flat out hand them a piece of paper and a pen when they come into session. We journal. We journal here because frankly, it works. I'm currently putting together this little um, 30 days of journaling prompts. And it's gonna be like this um, little free thing on my website where you can sign up for it. And then every single day you get an email with a journal prompt. And by the end of the 30 days, dude, you'll know so much more about yourself. I have some amazing questions written down right now. And so I'm kind of brainstorming it right now. And then I got to do all the computer work to put it together. But I'll let you know when that's ready to go. And you can start on your own journaling journey. So yeah, I just wanted to spend some time today to tell you that I'm in therapy. And I'm not in therapy because my life is a disaster. Um, Although if I didn't go to therapy, I kind of wonder if I could cause some disaster. You know what I mean by that? No, I'm being proactive. I'm saying, hey, I'm entering an entirely new phase of my life, the empty nest phase, the losing an old dog phase, and frankly, the menopause phase. So the phases of life continue, the personal growth stairway goes up, and I'm, I am willing, open, curious about new beginnings. What's next? Who knows? <laughs> On my 49th birthday this year, which was a few weeks ago, I got the COVID. So I'm just going to tell you that that thing kicked my butt. Wash your hands. Keep your distance, my friends. You don't want to get sick. Um, But I got it, and that was the first time I got it since it all started, and I'm not going to take it as an omen for my 49th year (laughs) because I got COVID, and I got me a great therapist, and she is a young gal, And she's absolutely hilarious. And that's something that I require is like, if we're going to have hard conversations, can you at least have a sense of humor and make me laugh? So my girl, Whitney, she, a shout out to her. She's a great therapist. I'm really looking forward to digging in and doing some work with her. And I just wanted to tell you about that because Hopefully, if you're kind of on the fence and thinking about digging in with somebody and doing your own work or picking up that self-help book or taking my anxiety class anytime soon, we all need a little help, my friend. 
That's what I'm doing here. I'm just reassuring you that I'm normal and you're normal and life is hard. Let's be here for each other. I'll see you again soon. Take care. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Your reviews, your likes, sharing it with friends, and just following or subscribing to this podcast, it really helps it get out to more people. So that's just how this game goes, this podcast deal. So here's my ask. Will you just take an action that will help more of us? It doesn't matter what it is. I'd really appreciate it. And so will your friends and family, okay? If you don't already know, I've spent years specializing in helping people with anxiety. So have you experienced any anxiety lately? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people have. I wanted to let you know, I do have an online class that will totally school you in the art of ditching an anxiety problem. So whether you're taking meds for it or doing therapy, or maybe you're more into self-help, my class is gonna launch you into recovery mode because the non-negotiable fact is this. The only way to get rid of an anxiety problem is to do some personal growth work, my friend. Learning about anxiety, getting mindfulness skills, right? Otherwise known as brain discipline and presence and developing a better relationship with yourself are all crucial elements of anxiety recovery, period. Game over. If you want to find out more, head to my site and join my class. It's called Back to Calm. Thanks for being here. Thank you.